It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Dive into the mind of Brett Boone as we turn to the baseball legend to find out what's happening in his life and around Major League Baseball. This is Turning Two with Booney. Here's your host, Rich Herrera. Hey, happy Friday to you all. It's time for Turning Two with Booney. I'm Rich Herrera, executive producer of the Boone Podcast. Before mention Brett Boone, uh, happy Friday in the beginning of football season to you, Brett. Oh, awesome, Rich. Love the beginning of football season. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you're very, very excited. We'll talk a little football on the program with you today. But uh, number one, uh, how was your trip? Last time we talked, you were on your way to Chicago uh, to see your son play in the Frontier League with Bob Boone and uh, wanted to get an update for the fans of the Boone family, uh, how the trip went. <laughs> well, it's, a, it's always an adventure with dad, you know, getting there, asking me 52 times what time the flight leaves. And is this his, this is not my seat. Dad, yes, it is. All right, you can have my seat. I'll sit in your seat. So, no, it was, uh, it was a good trip. It was a good trip. Jakey, <laughs> we were there three games. Jake only got one hit. Usually when when dad and and grandpa come into town, uh, Jakey, I've never seen him have a bad series. And he went over the first day, over three the second day with a walk. And, you know, uh, I'm thinking I, I turned to dad game three. I said, I don't think we've ever been here where Jake didn't get a hit. So he stuck with in the last day we left the next day. He got three hits and, I okay. text, you know, I texted him, but uh, rough year for them. I mean, they're at the, they're at the bottom of the division. Uh, got to got to hang out with Richie a little bit. His well, first, make sure everybody knows Richie Saxon's the manager. Richie Saxon's the manager. It's his first year in pro ball managing. Um, Jared Wright, and uh, it, it's interesting to see from the beginning of the season, right? When when I kind of we went out there for right around opening day, and to see them four and a half months later. It's grind. It's like, okay, now we've been through something, you know. But but it's what it's what you got to do in whatever profession you you're in. 
you know, Rich, you've got to, you've got to, for Richie sitting at home, he's a retired player, had a great career. Yeah. If he wants to pursue being a manager, you got to do something. You can't just sit at home and say, somebody come scoop me off my couch and put me in the position I want to be in. You kind of have to, and I talked to Richie about this, kind of got to raise your hand right. and say, hey, I'm serious. And okay, well, I still don't believe you. Show me you're serious. Well, he went to independent ball and he managed. Now people know he's serious. Now he's in the game. So I, I think it was a good experience for him. Uh, I'm sure, you know, we, we have a golf trip every off season uh, in, in November and it'll be an interesting four days reminiscing on his first, his first uh, managerial position in pro ball. But I think all in all, uh, good i think they're looking forward to the season ending. the minor league season ends uh in about a week and uh jake will be coming home and and deciding his next move and where do we go from here it'll be it'll be interesting okay so let's stop for just a minute let me let me let me just take you down this rabbit hole so let's start with with richie and then we'll get to the players because this is the dog days of summer so we hear this term i've heard it since i was a little kid oh the dog days of summer I don't appreciate it because I'm a baseball fan. I just want to see a game every day. Uh, as a broadcaster, I would get tired. But if my team was going to go to the postseason, I was just excited because we're going to the postseason. Got a chance to get a ring. If I was on a really bad team, if I was with a bad team, then I couldn't wait for the season to get over. But there was still some kind of melancholy, bittersweet sadness to the season was going to come to an end because I like being at the ballpark. I want to talk about what you see with, with Richie as a manager and a coach in the grind of just all hundreds of baseball games, the mental fatigue that you have, because I think you'd be a hell of a coach. I think you'd be a hell of a manager, Brett. You know, you know the game as well as anybody else that I've ever met, but there is that grind of doing this every day. For 162 games, imagine all the games that Dusty Baker has oh, run through in his head yeah. in his life, and Bruce Bochy, and Buck Showalter, and everything that they've done. It is a grind that none of us appreciate. Exactly, you got to love this game to do it. You know, it's one thing to say, "Oh, I'd like to do this, I'd like to do that," but but do you really like it? Because you got to take the good with the bad. Uh, you're dealing with with 26 guys, and not only 26 guys, but the at the professional level, at the big league level, you're dealing with sending guys down, releasing guys, calling guys up, calling guys up, sending them back down. So there's that side of it too, that the players, uh, the guys, the mainstay players, the main guys in that clubhouse, they don't deal with that side of it. Um, you got to deal with the media uh, before and after every game. You got to deal the with media, the general manager, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. owners' expectations, fans. With, you can't go to doubt. dinner. You can't go to dinner if you're Buck Showalter in New York and not have a Mets fan come up and say something to you. Right. Especially right now, especially in New York, you know, Aaron and Buck, that's a different animal, New York, uh, than, than everywhere else. Um, but all right, let's simplify it for a Richie Sexton. It's his first played a long time, had a great career, has coached at the high school level and has enjoyed it, you know, with his kids. Now, all of a sudden, he's going to start doing it for real. Getting Oh, he's excited. You know, you got this. It's, you know, I try to tell people it's a high A level that he's that he's managing. But when you come straight from the big leagues and then you go to a high A level, it's different. 
Right. <laughs> These kids are still learning. They're still, they're not the finished product that you see at the big league level where you've done all your training. You've done all your preparation work. Now I'm a big leaguer. Now I expect you to perform. It, the teaching's over. Well, Richie's at that teaching level where, okay, yes, why are we doing this? And, and why do we continue to do this over and over again? Because that's what kids do in A-ball. And I see that frustration with him. Uh, at the same time, he enjoys it because he wants to to be a part of that kid, making him a little bit better, teaching him the, the things that Richie's learned at the big league level. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's a combination. It's the look on his face like, whoa. But at the same time, I'm glad I did it. Does that right. make sense? Does that okay, make so sense? let's let's make this relatable. It's a gratify. It's a gratifying thing to get through the grind. It's right, it's so an accomplishment. Make, all right, let's make this relatable to folks. Then, right? All of us have taught our kids, our sons, or daughters how to play catch. Right? Mm -hmm. Some of us have have coached little league, so we we understand that. Um, you were um, a roving instructor for a little bit, right? Yeah. Okay. You also coached uh, all three of your boys? Yeah. I, okay. The travel ball. The travel ball. So I, I always remember the stories about Ted Williams because I was on the board of directors for the Ted Williams Hitters Hall of Fame and Museum. And, and Ted managed the, uh, the, the Senators and, and the Rangers, but the frustration for him was that not everybody could pick it up as easily as he could. How about you? I, I know for me, I had to read the Matheny Manifesto, which I recommend anybody who's got a kid who's going to play baseball or or just be a great dad or mom read. I think it's probably one of the 10 books that a parent has to read, the book by Mike Matheny, and, I, and we still have to get him on the program. Um, but I also wonder what it's like for you because the game of baseball came pretty easy to you. When you were a roving instructor and you're teaching kids, you're trying to teach kids something that you could just you just picked up automatically. They're having a hard time picking it up. How frustrating was that for you? Well, I don't think the word's frustrating, Rich. You gotta um, you go into any situation. Okay, I took the job in I think 2014, and uh, I answered to Billy Bean, and I had to pretty much my job was was I needed to about. Eight days a month, I was on the road, and I'd go see A-ball, double-A, or wherever I was told to go, wherever I was needed the most. We had a we had a, a plethora of talent at that particular time. You had the, the Olsons, who's now thriving in Atlanta. You had the Chapmans, who's that third baseman for the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, we had a good group and a talented group, so that makes it a little bit easier. At the same time, I go into it uh, as an ex-player, uh, with your resume, you go into the situation, you have instant credibility. But that doesn't mean you have the credibility forever. You've got to prove to those players that you can help them. Or that's great, your resume's great, meeting you's great, but I need somebody that can help me. Eventually, they're going to go there. And, and I always use the... Well, you the, did the same thing, didn't you? Yeah, I always use the scenario of if the peanut lady or the hot dog guy can help me, I'm going to go meet with him right now before the game because that's all players want. Now, I, I I look at it. I look at the game. I knew where what my skill set was. I knew, I of course, I can help you in the middle infield, little tricks of the trade, things I used, how I trained. Um, 
But that doesn't necessarily mean when I'm working with a second baseman, I teach them to turn two like Brett Boone. Maybe you can't do that. Maybe I can't do it your way. I'm willing. Right. There's not one way. There's certain basic fundamentals you need to do defensively and offensively to be successful. But how we get there, many different ways. You know, I, I wasn't that. It's not one shoe fits all. It's like, no, we have to do basic things. But if this is easier for you, let's do it this way. So I took that in consideration. Same with hitting. Doesn't mean you can hit. I know the fundamentals of hitting. I know what great hitters do, what all the great hitters do, where they're at when the ball's in the hitting zone. But we all get there in a different way. And what I like doing with the game is, is talking the mental side, how to prepare, how a big leaguer prepares for 162 games. Right. That to me is where I can really help somebody. Because I went full circle. I went from that young kid that didn't plan out, had no plan, came to the ballpark swinging hard and and collecting names. And then all of a sudden, those those big league pitchers gave me some humble pie. And I had to sit my butt down and reevaluate and go, there's got to be something different. Right. And then I had a great year. And then I had a good year. And then I had a tough year. And then I had to redo my swing. So I went through all the changes. Then I went to back to Seattle as a veteran player, uh, got with an Edgar Martinez, talked about him. Why are you winning batting titles that I'm not? Teach me. And um, he gave me some advice. And next thing you know, I'm thinking through the process. And now I have a plan each and every day I come to the to the ball. It's like when you're young, a young man that, that gets a, uh, I don't know, uh, if this is a good scenario, a young man that comes into inherits a bunch of money. That's how I was going to go at right. 22 years old. And man, he's got the Lamborghini and the Porsche and the, this and the, that, and he's 30 and he goes, where'd that money go? <laughs> if that man, all, were the, to, all the right. dumb things you bought and wasted your time. Right. With. But now later on in life, he, he gets that same amount of money. He's going to go about it a little bit differently. First thing he's going to do is he's going to go to somebody he trusts in his life that is a money manager and say, help me with this. Not I don't run the show. Uh, these are all life lessons. These are things that I had to learn baseball wise through my career. Sometimes it was it was tough learning it the way I did. Uh, but I think in the end, it th this game is so hard and it's so hard to be good. I think sometimes the tough times teach you to appreciate it and i talk we talk often because i get kind of sick of talking about the 2001 mariners and 116 wins but i also realize that's a part of my life right that, that's not going away it's like hey your dad played big league baseball and your grandfather played big 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 league baseball there was a time in my life where i resented that question but as i get older i realize that's a part of who i am that's not going away that's not going away. I need to answer these questions. People want to know. I understand that now. Um, but it wasn't an overnight process. But once again, back to where I was, I'm getting off topic here. I'm often asked about the 2001 Mariners. Well, I'm going to be asked, asked about that to the day I die. Everybody on that team is going to be asked about that. Because sure. we did win 116 times and we didn't win the World Series. So there's, well, it's a twofold question and that's going to be there forever. But that year, with everything I'd been through in my career, from the minor leagues to coming up and, and 
having success and having failure and getting sent to the minor leagues and back to the big leagues and back to the minor leagues, having some all-star years, some gold glove years, but also having some really tough, long seasons where I hit 233 one year and, and just, it's like, I forgot how to hit, uh, all that for 2001, those type of seasons, they pre- it prepared me for it because I had such a good time that year. But at, this, but at the same time, I appreciated it because I knew how tough it was. I'd been through the grind. I realized that years like this don't come. They're just not. You just don't wake up and they happen. Realize you're going through something special and appreciate it instead of it. Oh yeah, of course I'm doing this. Cause I'm great. No, at that point, you, you, we, we've laughed at ourselves enough. We'd been humbled enough to know, Hey, I can enjoy this, but in a humble way, because this doesn't happen every year. So I don't know, just, I don't know that, that I don't know if that explains it well, no, it does. But, it does. but that's, that, that's, that's where I'm kind of coming. From. All right. I got one goofy question then. Yeah. You talk about that guy who has all the money, buys the Lamborghinis, and all the rest of that? Right. What's the stupidest thing that you bought that you <laughs> wish you could have your money back for? Oh, a lot of things. Because <laughs> people, I, I think people don't, un, people don't get to see this part. Inside certain clubhouses around baseball, they have people that are there to wait on you hand and foot and whether you want jewelry, a custom suit, shoes, well, you name uh, it, the, the, there's there's someone there who's going to do something for you that's different than all the rest of us. I uh, Okay, I'll give you an example. Uh, I've got a, a friend of mine, friend first, financial advisor second, who I work with to this day. And uh we work with on best on investments, et cetera, but he was a friend first. And this he's a friend. Uh, he's kind of in my circle of buddies of okay. ex players. He's just in that world. His name's Joe. And, uh, for years I, I kind of went through life blindly. And I bought, I remember rich, I bought my first house and I was a rookie in the big leagues and I bought it in Florida and I was proud of that house and I got it. And you know what I did? Two years later, I sold that house for a good profit, probably a 30% profit. So now I go down and I build my first house. I'm still in Orlando, Florida. And I buy the land and I build the the house. And uh, seven years later, when I leave there, I sell that house for a good profit, 40 or 50% profit. Okay. I go to Seattle. I, you know, I buy a house in Seattle. I buy it for a good price when I, when I retire from the game. Good profit. So what does that make me? I am an absolute You're I'm, a genius. I'm, I'm a I'm a guru. I'm a <laughs> I'm a I'm a residential property guru. Yes, right? you're flipping you're a house flipper. Now. Oh, I'm a house flipper. So I think this is how life works. Everything you buy turns to gold and you automatically turn a profit. So my buddy, Joe, and, you know, at this point in my life, you know, we're work. we have some deals together. I have some investments with him and I'm about to retire and I'm going to go back to California and build my dream home. So I buy the land and I buy a house in, in the, in the interim, why the new house is being built. 
First of all, he said, that's a mistake. He said, Brett, rent a house. If you're going to buy a house, if you're going to sell your house, you just sold your house in Seattle. If you're going to build a new home, I want you to rent a house in the, in, in the meantime while the house is being built. I think it's fiscally more responsible. I don't like the times we're going through right now. Oh, no, I'll just buy I this house. Everything. everything I buy turns to profit. Well, I get my butt kicked on the first house that I buy because it's a downturn. My new home is uh built in 2007 if everybody remembers 2007 what happened everything yeah the housing market and and the and the market in general got crushed so i'm sitting there you know i go through a tough time family wise and and uh, i get a divorce so i'm going through that so what does the divorce mean divorce means you need to sell your house well it could have been maybe the worst time in the history of real estate in in the san diego area for the size of house that I was selling to resell it. So of course I get my butt kicked on that one hat in hand, come back to my buddy, Joe and go, man, Joe, if I would have just listened to you, to you. Eh, I would have saved a lot of money. But anyway, you know, it's just, it's life lessons. It's, you don't right. know it all. You know, I just happened to luck into every house I bought as a young man. I, I turned a profit. And then all of a sudden when I was, getting some advice from somebody that really knows the market right. knows what they're doing comes to me and says, this is what I would do, Brad. I would do this, this, and this, but at this point, right. I'm oh no, boom. Joe, you don't know what I've done in the past with my real estate investments. I I'm a know it. You know, I didn't know it all. I just got lucky. I was fortunate to be right place, right time. Right. And all of a sudden I had a guy that was really had some knowledge in this industry, but I had never failed. So right. I was like, who is he to tell me? I know what I do, everything I touch. And he was right. And to this day, we laugh about it because I said, That's Joe, awesome. man, I wish I would have just listened to you as a kid. He goes, I tried to tell you. He said, but booty, we're doing okay anyway. That's another lesson in life. And it is. And life is full of them. It, they never stop. I right. think I know, I, man, I thought I knew a lot about the game of baseball at 22 and life. What about What about just a dumb purchase then? Just something you saw in a store and you bought it and you're like, why did I buy, you know? Oh, I've, I've bought some, some art pieces. Oh, memorabilia. That's oh. the one night. And this is probably in late nineties. First of all, okay. you got to know the room you're in. So I, I, this, this, this event will go unnamed because it was kind uh -huh. of for a while affiliated to, to major league baseball. And it since had a falling out and, so you got to know the room you're in when when purchasing memorabilia right so i, I got to think all right who's going to outbid me who's going to bid me so i'm at this event and it's in the late 90s early 2000s okay and there's some really neat memorabilia pieces in the room you know i think i'm pretty cool i'm pretty i'm brett boone i'm brett boone and uh, I'm I'm in, boone. you know i'm in my heyday and I'm looking at these pieces of art and I'm thinking, oh, Muhammad Ali, this and that. You know, I've and at the time I was a drinker. I'm I'm having a few drinks. I'm feeling pretty good. And the bidding starts. I start bidding on everything, Rich. I bought so much memorabilia that night and came out of there like I cleaned house because nobody was outbidding me. And and I really at the time thought I got a great lot of memorabilia for a really good price. Well, Fast forward years later, 
you know, I'm going through my divorce. And so what does that mean? That means you got to sell all the memorabilia and split it up. So I go to an auction house and I give them the memorabilia. They take it away in their, their trucks. And years later, or, or I'm sorry, about a week later, I get a phone call from the, from the guy at the auction house. He says, Brett, uh, we got a, we got a few discrepancies. I said, what is that? Well, the, uh, LeBron James, the Jack Nicholas, the uh, Stan Musial, all this memorabilia goes, uh, they're all fake. No. <laughs> but the good news is, is your Muhammad Ali robe is real. Uh, this is real. Half the memorabilia was fake. So I think I have this, this memorabilia that's worth X. Well, if it's, if they say it's fake, it doesn't matter whether it's no. fake or not. It's like a signature. If yeah. I sign, if I sign a ball, and I sign it kooky or weird, not like I normally do. And the guy that has that stamper that approves it says that's a fake signature. Doesn't matter if it's real or not. Right. If they don't authenticate it, it's as good as fake. It's it's not worth anything. So I, I didn't want to argue the facts of no, this is real. I got this piece I of paper. I got the certificate of authenticity. Right. It doesn't matter if they say it's fake. They're going to put it in their auction and they're going to say it's fake. So it, it does me no good. So I've got to go through this whole rigmarole of calling the guy, the head of the, it's fake. He's going, no, it's not fake. It's real. I can authenticate it. I said, I don't care if you can authenticate it. They won't authenticate. I go through this big legal, you know, we get lawyers involved. Next thing you know, you know, we, we come to a settlement. I didn't want any part of this, but, it, but it's like, okay. I got fake memorabilia. I thought it was real. It was at a reputable function, which right. is now not a reputable function. And, you know, my, my, the, the mother of my children would like half her money for this fake memorabilia. So what I was of, being a big shot at an auction. I was being a big shot at an auction. So yeah, that was one of the goofiest things I did. And I didn't do my homework and, you know what? That's why I don't drink, Rich. That's why. That's, that's why I'm a sober guy good. now. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, because uh, I've been to those before, and I'll be the first guy to bid for that Ali robe. And then and you, and then you hope. Oh, that, please! Please. And my wife's looking at me like, "You idiot! We can't afford that." Don't worry, honey. I'm just helping push it up so we'll raise money yeah, for everybody right. else. And hope I don't get stuck. And hope I don't get stuck. Yeah. What's the best piece of memorabilia you own? Not Boone family related. Not boom. That, those are my those are my coolest things. Is the um, you know, some of my grandpa's stuff. I really right. I think is cool. My dad's my dad's mask. You know, that's kind of the famous mask in base. People that know the game, the it's first a lot. Yeah, the lot of you know, the first time people ask me is, "Hey, does your dad still have that mask?" They know him by the right. mask because he wore a mask that was different than everybody else's. Uh, well, you got his gold glove behind you. I got his gold glove. The family stuff to me is is is, is kind of is the best. You know, I have some cool pieces. I have a really cool piece that I like of uh, of Barry Bonds that I kept. Really, and it, it's a ticket stub signed from every game the year he hit seventy three home runs. I got wow. a ticket stub from every game that uh, that he hit the home run. I think that's a pretty cool piece. Um, but for I the most part, for the most part with that, with that auction, Rich is where I had a lot of my memorabilia that wasn't family or personal. Right. You know, I, I have a lot of personal from, from teammates, uh, right. later in my career. And I wish I would have collected a little bit more, 
But later in my career, if somebody would send over requests and say, you know, can Brett sign a bat for me? A lot of times I'd say, oh, I'd be happy to and have them send, you know, send me one over signed. So it's stuff like that was cool. Uh, but but as far as really cool pieces, you know, Gramp stuff, I really like dad's stuff, uh, I think is really cool. Um, you know, my award, personal awards. Yeah, they're they're great. Other than that, I really don't have pieces that I think, oh, wow, this is really near and dear to me. You know, I, I couldn't live without this. Now, anything, everything else I kind of kind of part with. It's it's the family stuff that's really cool for me. That's awesome. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Let's get in a couple other a couple other things right now. So uh, the year that you hit two, 229. Okay. Right. What about it? I just wanted everybody who's watching on, on YouTube to see the look on Brett's face because he went from a huge smile to an instant scowl as I bring that up. You can hear it in his voice. You didn't no, you hit two thirty three, right? I hit two thirty three and I believe it was nineteen ninety six. Yeah, but I and, just said uh, I just said two twenty nine on purpose and you got the scowl and you didn't even you didn't even you didn't even tell me, no, you're wrong, Rich. It's I hit two thirty three. That's a tough year, right? That was, I'm setting you up. Oh, wait a second, Brett. We're, uh, I'm not hearing you right now. Oh, there you go. All go. right. It so wasn't, I, the, it wasn't just the 233. It was the combination. And I, I don't know how many home runs I hit, but I hit like eight, uh, in the RBIs, you know, 50 right. RBIs. And I can so, see the stress in your face as I bring this up. It was the, it was your voice. It was the combination. Right. It was so just... I bring I bring that up for a reason. Hold on a second. I bring that up for a reason because there's some guys right now that are facing a September. They're struggling, mm-hmm. not scuffling. Scuffling is I'm working hard and I'm just not getting the, the right. results and they'll come because the process is pure. They're just flat out struggling and right. they're doing everything they can to get above the Mendoza line. They're doing everything they can to get to 250 because they don't want that in the back of their bubble gum card that in 2023, they hit 203. Correct. Well, they, they, they want that better than hitting 199. 
Exactly. So tell me what that's like for guys that are just underachieving right now for whatever reason. What's it like when they go to the ballpark today? Well, let me – how about the guys that are – how about all facets of the game? They're, they're, okay, let's take the guys really having a tough year. You got to find something to get up in the morning, get to the ballpark for. You got to find a tough. You mentioned it in today's game. There's a lot of guys that are under 200. So what is that goal? I can't go into the off season with a 198 on my card. I, I got to at least be 205. Yeah, that'll still be horrible, but it's something. You got to find something to get up in the morning and go to the ballpark and work towards to the end. First of all, it's part of being a professional. Secondly, you got it. You got to find something or you'll this game will chew you up. Same thing on the other end. You know, look, let's think of the guys having great the Otanis of the world, the Mookie Betts this year, the Acunas, uh, the Freddie Freemans, Freddie Freeman, Seager in, in Texas. These guys, he's hitting 342. He's got to push himself at this stage of the game. Now he's in a pennant race, so he's got a team oriented goal. But at the same time, personally, he could say, I'm going to hit 350. 340 isn't good enough. And, and I'm telling you, I've had those years where you look at your average and it's 324 and it's just like, oh my gosh, how could it be 324? It was just 335 two days ago. So there's always things to reach for in this game and that push you, that make you get up in, like you mentioned, the open of the show, the dog days of summer. You got to have a purpose each and every day. Some of the purposes are easier. Some of the years are much easier to get it done because everything's going good. You're on a good team. You're winning. It's a good atmosphere. You're personally having a good year. It's a lot easier to get up in September and play for something. But the guys at the bottom that are having rough years, their teams are having rough years. You got to find a way. You got to find goals, set goals, set high lofty goals. And if, and if you miss them, you still have a good result. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Um, and then if you're, if you're making history, then you can't, you can't wait to get to the ballpark. If you're playing for the Seattle Mariners right now, you're, you're, you're waking up early and, and you're trying to keep yourself occupied before you get to the ballpark. Cause if not, you'd show up 24 hours before the ball game starts. Yeah. 36 hours. You, you would never want to leave. Unbelievable what the Mariners are doing, you know, uh, since July 1st, best team in baseball and rich, it was, uh, we were at the all-star game for all those yeah. festivities and Seattle put on a great show and uh, the underlying tone from people in the Seattle Mariners organization to me was, you know, Booney, isn't it great that the all-star games back here today? Uh, 21 years ago, it was, it, it, it was here the last time it, it was Safeco field now T-Mobile park. And they said, but yeah, we wish that the team was just doing a little bit better. You know, it would, it would make it, it would make it great. So uh, I don't know. Ever since then, look what they've done. You know, recent run, I think they've gone 20 out of 25. They've they've tracked down the, the Texas Rangers who've been leading that division all year. They tracked down the Houston Astros who, by the way, the Houston Astros, really a scary team to me. How much have we heard about the Houston Astros this year? And Dusty Baker, it's kind of been on the back burner. Like, like nobody's talking. Like talk- the Dodgers have been most of the year. The Dodgers, nobody's talked about the Dodgers. They're quietly blowing away that division. Uh, you're hearing the, the storylines. You're hearing about the Baltimore Orioles, uh, Tampa Bay early. You're hearing about the Mariners now. The Atlanta Braves have been wire to wire the best team in baseball. 
uh, Arizona and San Francisco event. You're hearing about the Mets and the Yankees who are having tough years. You're hearing about the San Diego Padres that are falling far below expectations, but you're not hearing about that Houston Astro team. And that's scary. The LA Dodgers who have been that perennial pick to win the world series. And all of a sudden they're not the overwhelming pick, but they're quietly kicking butt. LA's 83 and 49 second best record in baseball right now. Uh, so it, it's going to be a great storyline down the, down the, down the stretch, rich, uh, especially in the American league West. Do you, I didn't think it was going to be this big, thing for the for the month of september this this race in the west i thought the west was kind of going to be decided it was going to be texas maybe houston they were going to fight it out seattle was going to fight for a wild card and all of a sudden it's complete reversal seattle's in first place and and texas is the one fighting for that wild card so it's going to be an interesting race uh especially in the american league and 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 the national league that wild card there's some teams still Gosh, Arizona's just outside, outside looking into the Chicago Cubs are in yeah. today. If the season ended, Miami's been a great story. I think in the end, they don't have enough to get there. Cincinnati's been a great story. When's the last time Cincinnati was uh, above third place in the division? You know, they, they've had the L.A. De La Cruz come onto the scene and, and breathe some excitement into that city. In the end, I don't think Cincinnati has enough to make it to that wild card. But nevertheless, it's going to be a fun race. So as a player, I know as a fan, I'm watching magic numbers. What's it like watching as a player on both sides, whether you're looking, how many games do I need to win or how many games do I need before we're eliminated? Right. At this stage of the game, you know, only the teams like uh, the Yankees, they're, they're 10 and a half out in the wild card. Now their elimination day is coming, coming sooner. Uh, the Padres are seven and a half out with high expectations going into 2023. The teams like Arizona, uh, Cincinnati, one game out of the of the wild card. That's probably going to come down to the final, if not final week of the season, the final few days of the season. So that's something you're not watching. As players, I'll tell you, I've been in all I've been in all positions. I've been in in the driver's seat. We're wire to wire. We're in first place, and we don't worry one bit about the race. I've been on the other side of the, the, the ledger. I've been in the uh, Kansas city Royals, what they're going through this year. I've been in last place the whole season. And it doesn't really matter. There's nothing to watch. And then I've been in those seasons where, all right, if we play a little bit better, we're going to get to that postseason in it and we get to play late into the season. And I've gotten in and I've gotten disappointed, mm. but really you don't want, you don't worry about yourself. You just worry about going out and winning games. And yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest late in the season, uh, depending on how your game's going and there's a break in the action, you're going to check that scoreboard and see how the teams you're, you're chasing or the teams that are chasing you see how they're doing. Um, you mentioned the Yankees. Uh, you have recently made headlines all over the country. Yeah. Talking about the New York Yankees. Um, on other shows, so we might as well do it here. Um, some of the headlines, uh, Brett Brother, uh, uh, Aaron's brother defends his, uh, his brother. Some, the Yankees don't have enough talent or uh, incomplete team or whatever the headline right, right. was. Um, expand on those for our listeners well, so they right. understand where you're coming from because it's not – well, I'll let you talk because I know we're not just defending Uncle Aaron because he's Uncle Aaron. You put your baseball not. cap on and do it professionally for me. Right. It's, uh, you know, it's 
first of all, you're going to be the quotes are going to be clickbait and they're going to be out of context. So people are going, oh, how do you headlines? That's outrageous. (laughs) If you sit down and you listen to my explanation, Uh, Aaron Boone. First of all, yes, he's my brother. Of course, I'm going to have a natural built in bias for my brother to protect. And to, to, but at the same time, Aaron Boone's a big boy. Aaron Boone can handle himself. He doesn't need big brother Brett to come into the rescue and protect him. He can do just fine on his own. Uh, that being said, go to the facts. Look at the look at the New York Yankees. Um, they're not as good as their opponents. They're not as good as the best teams in the American League. That's just a fact. And, and basically all I do is I, I look at, look at their team and, and I can be objective. You know, I, I have to sit on this side of the mic, Rich, and objectively uh, give my analysis of Major League Baseball. And I can do that, brother or no brother. But at the same time, look at the New York Yankees. It's to start the season, we thought we had Garrett Cole, who's been a mainstay in the Cy Young conversation. You thought you were going to have... Uh, uh, Rendon. Rendon. No, not Rendon. Rendon plays third base for the for the Angels sometimes. Oh. Well, uh, Rendor. Rend- yeah, sorry. You thought we were going to have him. Big pickup in the offseason. Signed, the for yeah, signed for $150 million. That hasn't worked out. He's missed now four months. He pitched for a month and didn't pitch that good when he did pitch. Nestor Cortez is the big guy from a year. The last two years has been been a mainstay in that rotation he's missed three months of the season and then we get to Severino was an all-star in 18 and 19 he's got an ERA almost at seven so you've got you've got guys like Brito and Schmidt getting the majority of the innings for the New York Yankees that didn't plan on those guys even being a part of that team the bullpen's been solid now you go to to the position players you've got their catcher that won a platinum glove a year ago he's out Rizzo's out with concussion protocol. Uh, Torres is having a solid year. DJ LeMayhew's having an off year. Giancarlo Stanton's hitting 200. Aaron Judge missed two months with a toe injury running into the wall in, in L.A. Bader hasn't had that good of a year. So if you look at this roster, you look at this team, who's on the field, who's not on the field, uh, the injury process, and you expect to compete with the best teams in baseball, it's impossible. Now, managers are responsible to a degree. Front office is responsible, but some things are out of your control. And to just blindly say, fire everybody, is an ignorant take, in my opinion. I look at Aaron Boone, the job he's done. Uh, No, he doesn't deserve to be fired. I I mean, if all these guys are healthy and clicking and in in uh, in the rotation and in the lineup, well, then you talk about it. But you look at this and you say, if you if you say this is Aaron Boone's fault, well, I really can't have a conversation with you because because your intellect can't get to the level it needs to be to rationally look, uh, rationally dissect and and talk about the game of, of you don't know what you're, you're talking being, about because you're being emotional, not analytical. Right. You've you've got to be professional about it. Look at it. Just say, well, just because I live in New York. And we're supposed to be angry when we don't win. Well, then I'm angry. It's not 1956. It's 2023. You are not the uh, uh, you are not the Yankees teams that win World Series every year. Life is different now. Finances are different now in 2023 
There's other teams that can go out and spend as much money as the New York Yankees and be just as competitive on a yearly basis. So it's not going to be that the generation where we win five World Series in a row and because we're the Yankees. No, it's different now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you look at something like that, it, it is interesting how people react. Because some people are, like I said, they're very emotional. And you want that. You're The emotion's great. Because I want you to invest in the team. But there's times where you just have to go, just not our year. Of course. Of course. And, and part of me loves it, though, too. Being in that pressure cooker. Right. That's what makes New York, New York. Because they're a little bit crazy. Like, we right. really think we should win the World Series every year. That's blind faith. Not, a, it's not reality. Right. But it, it's what makes that such an unbelievably great sports city. And to be able to play there on that stage, that's what it's all about. I don't know why you'd want to be anywhere but the biggest stage in the world with the biggest criticism in the world at all times. Sometimes not it's not very just, but nevertheless, it's criticism as an athlete because I know, all right, this is ridiculous, this critique right here, but it's what makes New York, New York. So I, I don't know as an athlete, that's, that's the only place I want to play. I want to be on the pressure cooker because I know tough times I'm going to get worn out, but, but is that for everybody though? Is that for everybody? Cause I know some players thrive in New York. Some people probably not. Probably not. Probably some people don't want the headache. Yeah, I mean, like I I don't need the headache. I I can just go about my business over here and just do a good job. Nobody's going to know. Nobody knows. Seattle, you went to the Metropolitan Grill and had dinner. There was, you know, a couple people out there looking for autographs, so that was it. You go to New York. It's a different. New New York's a different animal because it's it's everything. It's, it's every and it's twenty four hours a day. It's sports. It's theater. It's the entertainment industry. It's it's uh, actors, it's singers, it's hockey, it's football, it's basketball. It's all in one. And they're right. passionate about their, their stuff. They're passionate about their entertainment. That's what makes New York, New York. I love it. I love the people of New York. I grew up in New Jersey. I love the attitude. I love when I walk into a deli at, at noon in New York and the guy looks at me like, what the hell do you want? <laughs> <laughs> That's his way of saying, Hello. what's your order? Yeah. yeah. And I love it. And or I know the fact that. that nobody says hello to each other when they're walking down oh, the street. Oh, no. Rich, I've, I've, we've documented this on the show. I love New York. I loved walking down the street. When I was in town to play the Yankees, man, it was my favorite time. Because I'm going to walk down the street and maybe get a hot dog during the day. And I'm going to have a bunch of Yankee fans from the other side of the street screaming at me, telling me how much I suck. And it wasn't, it wasn't venomous. It no. wasn't with disdain like i really want to punch you in the face it was with us wink and a smile but they love their team and they love their yankees and they love their mets and you were the opponent you were the enemy today not an enemy that really when push comes to shove i want to hurt you but man i want to beat you and uh 
I don't know. It's the best kind of fan. It's a fan that I, I appreciated it. When I went to New York and, and I had a tough game, man, they let me know. Man, they let me know. But when I had a good game, they let you know, too. They let you know, too. They, you know, they, they'd give you a, a, a golf clap and kind of look at you with a smile like, you got us tonight. Wait till tomorrow. That's what it was all about. It was fun. It was in good spirits. It wasn't, it wasn't sinister. It was just, I don't know. I, I just thought it was great. Um, and, and Aaron lives it every day and he knows what he signed up for. Right. You know, managers are hired to be fired. They, everybody gets fired one day. The greatest of the greats get fired one day. Your time comes to an end, just like players, right? Just like players. Our time comes to an end. You know, I knew in Seattle, I had a great run and I had some great years in Seattle in 2005, the writing was on the wall, Rich. And and all I had done in this city and all the gr- the great years that I had had. All the dogs that have been named after you. I knew that, you know, my time's coming to an end. They're, they're moving on. Out with the old, they're going to bring in the new kids. And that's just a part of life. Okay. Uh, let's wrap everything up. So we got to Let's wrap what, it wrap what, it up. What's what's Boone what's Boone watching now? Boone hasn't been watching anything, Rich. And, and this I is know. a boring boring part of the 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 show this week is uh i have been watching absolutely nothing because i've been on the road i went back and i saw saw jakey and and uh hung out with him for four or five days i've been watching a lot of baseball games to be honest i i haven't got into the uh because he'll call me during the games did you see this did you see that yeah i've been watching a lot of games you know I, i watch jake's game every day uh on the you know on the app and then uh uh, I'll, right now, I've been watching a lot of Mariners. I've been watching some Texas Rangers and uh, picking up some San Francisco games. And I, I watch what I can watch because I, I just want to see how guys look, who's hurt, who's not hurt, how are teams playing. So uh, that, that, my days are filled right now with a little golf here and there and uh, watching ball games and, and doing shows, doing podcasts. He's trying to earn his $5 back that he lost to me because Ernie from the Ernie debacle yes in Utah um I know what people have not been doing you know what that is what is that Rich they haven't been leaving any reviews for us this week come on well that's because you don't pitch it hard enough all right listen. here's the deal our podcast is blown up that's why Brett's quoted in the New York Post this week and every time I turn around somebody's sending me another headline from something that Brett said somewhere Podcast is doing great, and that's because of all the great listeners we have. But help us grow it even bigger, if you would. We'd really appreciate it. So if you could do this for us, wherever you get your podcast, make sure you leave us a review. Make sure you um, give us a ranking, stars. I say five stars. Brett says give us how many stars that you want. But if you could give us a couple stars and you could give us a, um, a review, it helps grow the podcast and the algorithm so more people can find this podcast so we can keep this thing going and build it to get bigger and bigger and bigger, bring you better guests. So that's just my little plea. Help us. How are you going to get better guests? Better. How are you going to get better guests? <laughs> Who do I want? Who do I want? I want Mike Matheny because I love that book because it's changed my life. Um, who else would you? Who else have we said we wanted? We want, want, we're working, I, on, we're working I, on a couple. Yeah, I want Bonds and uh, I'd like, I want Tyson. You want Iron Mike? Yep. Jordan, okay. Jordan, ultimately. I, I think it'd be interesting. I want to go down the baseball, the baseball path with because him. You because you guys, because you guys talked when he was doing right. that. And it's touched on, 
uh, you know, when you talk about Michael Jordan's life, but I want to know that the, the real, what was really going through his mind in, as you would say, the dog days of summer right. in that double a season he played, people don't talk enough about was Michael Jordan. I, my, when I look at Michael Jordan and the footage of how, how he moved, how he played, how he, how he looked in the box, no chance he could play, be a big league player. Okay. No chance. No, wasn't good enough. That being said, to be the greatest basketball player in the world at the time, drop it all, get on a bus, and go play 142 games in the minor leagues. You haven't played probably since high school, and he drove in 50 runs. That's impressive. Yeah. I There's like a lot of guys that do this for a living that are professional baseball players that can – can't say they drove in 50 in double a in a season. And that that's not lofty. That, that's not a lofty number for a huge prospect coming up through the minor leagues. But for somebody who never played since high school, I don't know what I'd equate that to. It would almost be like me dropping baseball, going to the CFL and catching 20 passes. Never going to happen. That would be – would you be impressed, Rich, if I just I'd quit baseball and went to the CFL? Yeah. Um, because I use the CFL as a – you know, just not as quite a high a level as – Right. I, I, I'd i like to have Tim Tebow on to talk about his – Tebow would be his, great. His baseball career as well. His so adventure, those are some of the yeah. People, yeah, so th- those are some of the people that we're working on. So, again, do us a favor. When you when you download it or, you, or please subscribe to it, it makes it easier. That way you can always find us. Leave us a review. Leave us a rating. Uh, we'd appreciate that. Um, who do we have coming up on the show? We had a fun one. Uh, who do we have? We've got uh, Jenny Finch coming up. Uh, got to play against her in the celebrity song. And Brett's going to share game. a secret. Uh, I'll just I'll tell everybody. I'm going to can I can I tell everybody the secret? Sure. Brett Ducter. Brett didn't want to face oh, yeah, it. Brett back didn't want to get day. in the box. I had to make back. sure I left the right secret. I don't want people speculating. Yeah, back, yeah, back, back in the day uh, when when Jenny was, you know, competitive and it was fast pitch. Yeah, you, well, you'll hear about it. You'll yeah. see it so in, Brett, in the podcast. Brett, so Jenny Brett Finch and Brett, Brett, when, Brett was ducking her. <laughs> so and then we've uh, got uh, Kurt Schilling coming up. So we got Schill's a couple good on. ones coming. Yeah. Yeah. So we have, we have a couple pretty good ones coming up for you. Um, fantasy football. I'm going to put you on the spot right here. It's not on our it's not on our rundown of things we wanted to talk about today. Are you going to commit to play fantasy football with me? I will. I've never done it in my life. I know nothing yes. about it, but I will do it. Okay. I'll try to get I'll, I'll rally some some guys to do you it. You get some guys, get I'll some get people. some guys. I'll get my brother uh a couple buddies of mine. You gra- rally some people and we'll have Brett play fantasy football. Completely out of your element, way out of my element. And we'll see how you do. You got it. Well, will you it. be as good as you were at selling houses? <laughs> Which phase of my life? Early uh, that, when I, that's when I got we'll right, the blind luck years or yeah. the, oh, I know what I'm doing. Don't tell me <laughs> what to do. <laughs> All right. So we'll play fantasy football this year. Uh, finally, uh, Boone approved. You ready? Hashtag yes. Boone approved. The theater. You mentioned the theater. I was going to go with oh. all you creep a phase uh, just to make <laughs> have you make fun of me. By the way, you know uh, you always tease me what a fat ass I am. Yeah. Last 18 months, I'm down 45 pounds. So I'm becoming less of a fat ass. I'm now officially double. Yeah, but I hear that the 
the camera uh, subtracts five pounds. Is that is that true? Uh, I think it puts on the size. Oh, of it adds. Oh, yeah. okay, I got you. All right, I was going to do all you can eat buffets just to have you complain about how much I weigh, but instead I'm going to go theater. So I was watching Hard Knocks the other day, and at the end of the last episode, they were going through all the players, and Aaron Rodgers and all the players are talking about their favorite um, plays, Broadway plays. So I thought I'd ask Brett Boone, a man of a man of uh, education, refined taste, a uh, man about town, the theater. I'd like to give you uh, the mature, well-traveled, intellectual Brett Boone answer. Yes. But I'm going to go with the real Brett Boone. Absolutely not approved. <laughs> I can't stand the theater. I wish at this stage of my life I should be more mature and appreciate things like that. Right. Uh, not that I uh, don't think they're talented people. Not my cup of tea. Boone definitely not approved. <laughs> so Boone, the unrefined Boone, is not a fan of the theater. Rich, the the the, the stock answer is you watch it. <laughs> I'll, I'll go watch what I want to watch. There you, you go. Do, you do it. So I, if you gave me a choice, going to the theater, or sitting in a sports bar, I'm going to go sit in a sports bar and watch a game. I'm going to go golfing. I, I don't want to do either. I the definitive do answer. Now, is the, mas is the Masters on? Well, I'll sit in the sports bar with you. There you go. Love it. All right. That's going to do it for this edition of Turning Two with Booney. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Uh, we'll see you next time.